0: Hello! I'm sitting here next to my dear friend <laughs> slash sister, Feng uh, hi. And some of you might have known Phuong Nhi from um,
1: an episode that we did before. On the official daughters.
0: Yes, uh, because she's also the host of um, a podcast that she's running. Uh, Where she also invited me to come and uh, talk to her audience about what topic?
1: Uh, I think it was about empathy, empathy, uh, also Korean marketing. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and self love. Self love. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll put the link in the description box below for anyone who's interested in listening to that episode again. But for me, uh, I'm so happy to have you here, and as you can see uh, we just finished uh, our yoga class together this morning and uh, just grabbing lunch together um, and the topic we want to talk to you guys about today actually this started from our conversation right before we recorded this video um, as we were talking about some boundary setting um, conversations and uh, we just thought that you know it may be uh, also helpful for you guys if we record it and share with you guys um, our conversation. So, Tony, um, why don't you start by introducing yourself first, and then you know, at the same time we can have lunch.
1: Okay. Um, hi everyone. I'm Tony. Um, I just graduated from USC two months ago. i per- I just currently moved back to New York um, for uh, my full-time job in finance and so proud of you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, glad I made it back to the city. Um, and uh, I did, uh, I met Zip uh, because she was a, the guest for my Dear Pitcher Daughter podcast where she was sending messages about self-love um, and empathy and also uh, just generally about her career in um, the marketing and media sector. To the future generations of young girls and female leaders. So, yeah, it's great to. And we got to give Cha and and Cha as well, um, yeah. So, Cha was my co host for that episode. She also just graduated from Denver a month ago, Um, gonna move to Jersey for her full time job. So, it was great. And Cha was the one that connected us,
0: yes. Yeah, thank you, Cha, if you're uh, listening to this. Um, So, yeah, you know, uh, let's. Kind of like circle back to our conversation about boundaries setting because there's something that is very interesting in there mm-hmm. that uh, I think is not just an issue that is unique to you, you know, because in our conversation I can relate to so much of the struggle that you're going through uh, coming from someone who has the hardest time to set boundaries <laughs> with anybody. <anything. laughs> um, because, you know, I think that for people like us, um, we always want to be everything for everyone. And I think part of it is also the culture that we grew up in, right? But we always want to prioritize the harmony in the relationships. And um, there's a phrase in Vietnam called Vĩ Hòa Vi hoa vi yes. okay. right? And it literally, that's what it means, you know, to prioritize the harmony over, um, you know, self-interest uh, or personal feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am guilty of that, because even though I, I do think that there's a lot of values and benefits in being giving and um, just being, you know, selfless mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, being community and people oriented, uh, because that to me is my core value. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I one of my biggest struggles as well is... Uh, setting the boundaries where enough is enough mm-hmm. yeah um, but obviously um, at least I'm a few years older than where I used to be at your age uh, so I'm not saying that you know I get to the point where I feel like boundary setting is never an issue for me before but um, hopefully in our conversation I can share some of my coping mechanism or mm-hmm. <laughs> the things that I've been finding uh, that helpful for me mm-hmm. with you and
1: with our audience. Yeah, yeah, well, that that's a great introduction. Um, I think bringing up uh, the culture of contact is great because I think as girls and I mean in the Vietnamese culture, um, I guess we're always taught to be, I guess, nurturing, um, giving and self-sacrifice, um, I guess, you know, grandmothers and mothers um, in, in Vietnam, they, they are the most giving and, and nurturing people ever. I think these women are really strong, independent people, but they, it's always about, you know, um, giving the best uh, uh, or sacrificing your needs for the needs of your family. And so as a young girls growing up in that culture, you kind of learn to uh, compromise and sacrifice a lot. Um, we don't, we, we are taught a lot about empathy, and we are taught a lot about how to give um, and how to be uh, a better. Membership. Which is the value that we we appreciate, right? Yeah, we appreciate, and I think it helps. Um, I left home pretty early to be in Singapore, and I have lived in a lot of places. So I live with people, and I learned to um, kind of, you know, compromise. Because that is, you know, you never get a perfect roommate, a perfect friend. It's just even in the um, like. what we are eating. This is the tofu <laughs> bite. Um, so even in the like really um, long-term pension that I have, which lasts for like five, ten years, um, there are still a lot of um, the road is bumpy. It's not full of roses, and you know there's a lot of uh, communication uh, that is required um, in order for things to be worked out. And I'm guilty of always being the one that bottled it up on my feelings, and you know sometimes. Um, I just feel like if I don't say it, I just feel like I don't, I don't mind, and I shouldn't mind things because if I um, anything that makes myself annoyed, I always kind of talk it down by saying that oh, fuck you're overthinking again. It's not a big deal. But then over time, I realized that uh, certain sense of not resentment, but there's certain kind of mild um, aggression within myself. Build up, even with like, some of my close friends, or even in romantic relationship, when Um, You know just because I choose not to communicate my feelings, so um, I guess it's come down to two issues I think the Mm -hmm. first thing is I don't love myself enough sometimes and second thing is maybe also it has to do with self-esteem because Mm. when you don't feel confident you might feel like you don't deserve something better and then you you scared you don't have the, you have the scarcity mindset like what if i can't find any other yeah. friends or any other partner but but why why do you think that you
0: you had that um uh, problem with yourself that you feel like you're not enough or you mm. feel like no i'm, I'm asking you like mm. why do you think mm-hmm. that you
1: have that i think i'm sure it's a it's a combination of different experiences mm. um, it can be based on past experience. Yeah, based on past experience. I mean, let's say friendship it's the easiest thing to say, I guess. Um, I guess in secondary school back in Vietnam, um, I was going through puberty period and my face wasn't looking very good. I had a lot of pimples and I, yeah. I also... We all we went, all through, went that through that phase, by the way. <laughs> and um, I feel... And also, I think so, I, I kind of got mad from my parents a lot and mm. always feel like an outcast. So I always feel like, okay, if I don't have the appearance needed to fit in, um, I always need to please people with something else. Like, I remember, and, and about battery setting, this is really, it, it actually matches the context because I remember having friends calling me for three hours, four hours of my time at home and asking me for homework. And that's it. They don't talk to me about anything else but mm. homework. And I feel like, oh my God, I think that's the only way that they could be me. And these kids are mm. actually... The, the kind of cool kids in school and so when they call me I feel great. I would give away like mm-hmm. my whole day to help them. So, so let's so right. I think we start with that. I think when we start mm-hmm. with that I would realize I always have this need of um, you know offering to yeah. fit in. And when they I'm I'm so happy and I'm so excited I was so excited to be accepted by them, to be recognized by them for my academic ability. Because finally something compensated for the appearance yeah. shortcomings that prevented me be from fitting in. So. so, you know. By the way, eat this because yeah. it's so
0: delicious. Yeah. Can I
1: can I just show yes. people what we are having? Yeah. This one as well. Yeah.
0: It is so good, guys. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Um. Yeah. This. What is it called? The A tofu, tofu bite. Tofu, mm-hmm. tofu, yeah, tofu bite. Mm-hmm. We got this from rice. Rice kitchen. Kitchen, mm-hmm. in Soho. Mm-hmm. So yeah. good. Um, hard to eat <laughs> yeah. So, so you gotta start eating. Yeah. But before we talk about anything else, mm-hmm. can I just say that you're beautiful? <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And and oh my God, like I cannot relate more to what you just shared because that's literally how I felt when I was younger as well. Oh really? Yeah. Um, from I mean. To be honest i was never the best student in the class mm-hmm. if not the opposite so <laughs> I, I didn't have that issue that people come to me for uh, <laughs> advice on homework or mm-hmm. to do their assignments mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so that is different from my experience but my um but what i went through is also very similar mm-hmm. in, in a sense that um, i was also very confident about my um physical appearance mm-hmm. and I always thought that you know my my character is what going to compensate that mm-hmm. so instead of people going to me for uh, help for their homework mm-hmm. um, a lot of them go to me for for example like uh, the network that I have mm-hmm. or for you know just have a good time for right. fun because mm-hmm. um, because I I was so um of like ashamed in a way Mm -hmm. about how how i looked Mm -hmm. when i was younger which is why i doubled out on my character Mm. and you know that's something that i felt pretty proud of myself that you know like people like spending time (laughs) with me and like being my friends Mm -hmm. but then to your point like at the end of the day when you reflect back on it um and you just don't know whether that comes from a genuine place, mm. you know? And um, I think what what was unhealthy for me mm. is that I went into a rabbit hole mm. of thinking that I was used,
2: mm.
0: you know, that I was taken advantage of, mm. and that's not a pleasant feeling, mm. you know? And I think that's why, similar to how you're feeling, that uh, when you think about um, the urge of knowing how to set boundaries because you don't want to feel that way about yourself yeah. like no one wants to feel like they are being used or taken advantage of yeah. Um, so yeah so going back to to what you were sharing I think one of the things that I've learned from myself uh, throughout years of you know questioning myself is um, what is important you know it's always about um, what I value at the end of the day because if what I value is um, being likable and um, and the people that are in my life regardless whether they are toxic or not um, and and if that is my Priority, then you know, I have to accept the fact that um, you know, like, I have to keep pleasing other people um, and sacrificing my own and keeping everything within myself, in mm-hmm. myself. but if my value or if what my priority is actually to have a happy life Mm. you know it flips the perspective Mm. instantly Mm. because when you have a when you want to have a happy life Mm. of course it means that you will also have um, the people who love you in your life Mm. and of course you will be able to have um, you know, like you, you will feel good about your life, about your network, about um, your, um, you know, like everything just align. That's how I've realized when I'm happy or not is when everything aligns. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, even regardless whether it appears to be um, working for others or not. Mm-hmm as long as I feel aligned within myself, that's how I know that I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that when I flip my perspective mm-hmm. to to talk to myself that you know, my, my priority or what I value is actually not to be liked by everyone, mm-hmm. but just to have a happy life, mm-hmm. it naturally detox mm-hmm. the people who are not meant to be in my life mm-hmm or who are not healthy for me out of my life and gradually attract mm-hmm. the right people into my life mm-hmm. whom I don't have to worry about uh, are they taking advantage of me mm-hmm. or do they have any kind of hidden motives mm-hmm. uh, when they approach me can I trust this person mm-hmm. you know uh, be- because I-, I know that I already filtered out from the first place mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I think that Fumi knows me enough in real life that she knows you you know my network pretty well. Yeah. And I think that you can I can I can say this without a doubt, that you can tell that I really I do not have to worry about that mm-hmm. for the people who are in my network. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and um, I think yeah onto that right about um, having people that you can comfortable asking for help and also understanding when you need to say no and who you are comfortable saying no to i think i think that is important i think those are going to be the friends that um is going to have your back most of the time i think and also you know i think it does have age in time i think it does for uh
0: i wasn't like this before guys <laughs> just so yeah, you know
1: and like i guess for, for people in like you know early 20s I think when especially let's say for me I just moved CD every time I move city, there's that mindset of who is gonna be my friend and so it's like it's a yes mentality you know you say yes to everything like you say yes to events because um, you also so formal and you also feel like what if you're gonna meet the friend or the partner of your dream or your life here in this event today and you keep going and, sometimes, and New York is the best need to be formal. <laughs> to be, yeah, it's like it's like the best of the worst too because you know like <laughs> there's so many things going on all the time and you see this person who knows so many other people and you're like oh my god mm-hmm. um, am I doing okay like am I not active enough you always feel like you don't do enough and because of that you keep saying yes and that's making it harder to set boundaries. Um can I stop you right there because this actually is something that I wrote down my
0: notes mm-hmm. before as well is I think that people who, who always say yes, or always say no,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, these people don't understand the value of their time. Right. And by the way, I'm one of them. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying, um, I'm not judging anyone. Mm-hmm. But I, I knew that is because I was always one of those who say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does come with age. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, here's, here's the flip side of it, because I never think that something is purely bad or purely good. you know it, there's always colors mm-hmm. within context. So when, when we are young, I think it's good to say yes mm-hmm. you know I, I do think that it's good to just go for it to, to sign up for experiences. but mm-hmm. you going back to the topic we are talking about today is know when to say no.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So saying yes is not a, good, uh, not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And I even at this age, I uh, I find myself saying yes is more than no. Mm -hmm. But um, at the same time, I think when it comes to boundary setting, Mm -hmm. um, understanding the why Mm -hmm. we need to set boundary is actually the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Because if I keep telling myself that that you you need to set boundary, you need to set boundary, you need to set boundary. I would never be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But if I truly understand the why, mm-hmm. the reason why I need to set boundaries, mm-hmm. and, and I can forget everything else, mm-hmm. but if I keep coming back to the why, then it allows me to actually mm-hmm. do the right thing for myself.
2: Right.
0: You know, and, and the why that we are talking about can be because of your mental health, yeah. of your self-worth, to, um, to communicate your values as well, right? Mm-hmm. Because the thing about people who keep saying yeses mm-hmm. is that sometimes, no matter how great you are, you feel like you're taken for uh, for, for granted, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. That, and, and this, just human nature, by the way, mm-hmm. um, there, there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. about people who actually take you for granted because of that. And, and the reason is because you allow them to. Yes. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So, but at the same time value is very subjective Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: and that's why when I know that I need to set boundaries, I have to remind myself that the reason why I will do it differently this time mm-hmm. instead of throwing myself before someone even needs me, mm-hmm. like that's actually my tendency it's not like mm-hmm. people just come to me for help mm-hmm. and then I help them, but one of my uh, challenges that I know there's a fact about me is that I even offer help before someone even needs help from me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that I don't feel good about, um, you know, when I, I mean, there are a lot of times when people appreciate that, but there are a lot of times when I have to sit with myself and I'm like, oh, I just feel horrible. Like, I just feel like I'm not appreciated. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and I, I, at the same time, I don't feel seen. Yeah, because for example, you are you have so many aspects of values in yourself that for the friends who only come to you for homework, you feel like you don't you are not seen by them. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, because that's all that they see in you. In the meantime. Um, you're trying to prove yourself that you're worth more than just a home work master. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and that's why um, it's, a, it's a really horrible feeling. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, feeling taken for granted is something I experienced a lot. And I feel really horrible when I have to say it because I just can't bring myself to say it. It happens. Um, in friendship, in relationship. Because again, shouldn't you shouldn't you give without expecting? Like, shouldn't you, um, I don't know. I mean, when you, it's like it's like you shouldn't treat life as a transaction, you shouldn't treat relationship right. as a transaction, right? It's, it's not, yeah. Which is not, which is never our intention. But then when you kind of keep giving and then, and I think I used to be like you sometimes, just like, like uh, maybe seeing someone potentially needing help, or whatever I would offer, um, or sometimes um, I need space, as extroverted as I am, um, I need space sometime and, and that but then I feel like, okay, maybe my friend is in town today and no one's taking the person to go out, and they kinda only know me, um, or they stay with me, I host them, which doesn't mean that I have to bring them around because I do have my own work to do, but it's also hard to communicate those things, like, I think that thing with friends or with romantic partner it's getting even harder. Like how do you say? Yeah, you let's need? talk about that. Yeah. Like in relationship. And in, in relationship. I think I think it's hard. Like I feel bad for saying, Oh, I want to spend time away from you and go and to meet my friends. Um, mm. or uh, yeah and and things like that. I think it especially when it's early stage relationship, I think it's it's difficult. Um, and then after a while I just have trouble like saying yes. When you when you just have a, a, a pattern of keep saying yes, the more you do it, involuntarily, like the more you kind of force yourself to do it, and the harder it gets to say no. And then um, you know, same thing when it comes to physical intimacy and things like that. I find myself consistently having trouble saying no as well. So it's not just really? yeah. I, and I don't know why. I just feel like it's just difficult. So then yeah. at the end of the day, yeah. it's like I would like feel drained or feel taken for granted, and um, it's something. And then that, it builds up your resentment. Yeah, it builds up and the it's resentment. Very and I overthink, and I overthink, and then um, what happened with like I have a lot of long distance friends just because I went to Singapore, and a lot of my close friends high right. school from there. Um, and we would schedule, we used to schedule calls, and then they would be like. Out like um, they would like cancel on me last minute. And it happened repeatedly or they would mm. forget, and or like sometimes scheduling calls and people don't turn up in group calls, for example. And that, I mean, everyone have their priorities, but mm. then if when you or like spe- specific, you know, people keeping the one between the plans and and trying to provide support and trying to bring uh, different people together, and then the rest is just like you know, doing the bare minimum and don't even try to keep the relationship yeah. going. Uh, or you feel like you would always be available to listen to their uh, issues, whereas when you meet them it's kinda of hard to reach them. It would you know, gradually it it's, it just you know, you, you didn't mind listening to them at that part of time, but then obviously over time you feel great. You you stop questioning the friendship, you stop feeling like it's just really one sided. Then you feel guilty for feeling like that because isn't that your friend? Shouldn't you shouldn't you feel like shouldn't you just listen to them without expecting anything? And so you, you start feeling guilty as well. So it's just constantly feeling taken for granted and then also feeling guilty. So it's like a double negative feelings that you have to deal with. Yeah. And if you don't learn to communicate, then this double negativity is going to like, kind of eat you inside, which I think is not really bad. Yeah. There's so much in that, that I want to explore. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but yeah, I think. You know, funny enough, when you mentioned the double negativity, um, the double negativity Mm -hmm. feeling that you 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 just talked about, Mm -hmm. um, I think the the things that a lot of that we already kind of knew, mm -hmm, yeah, that it's gonna come, Mm -hmm. you know, because to your point about, and also the reason why we're having this conversation today is because this is based on your past experience mm-hmm. so we are all trained uh, based on how we experience mm-hmm. life in the past mm-hmm. and it kind of um, like some, some people also have trust issue because of that right mm-hmm. when we think about having trust issue um, so there are a lot of things that we even sense before it's coming yes are we uh, not to say that it's always right, because yeah. sometimes there's there's a fine line between having a good judgment and having trust issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this episode, I want to talk about like the gut feeling, yeah, when uh, when you sense that something isn't right, mm-hmm. because that is actually the signal the red flag that you should have caught Mm -hmm. and rely on on your gut feeling your instinct um, to be more cautious Uh, you know because for example my default is to always be open and um selfless to everyone it's just my default setting right you know but what I'm paying attention to is how I feel after my interaction with other people. Um, because it would be... Um, it would not be wise for us to just say this is who I am. And I'm just going to keep giving, 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 giving until I and completely out of battery, and, you know, what you don't want to happen is that you want to start blaming other people for your own feeling. Mm -hmm. So, what I do for myself is that I own it to myself, Mm -hmm. that I do not blame anyone for how I feel, because I'm in control Mm -hmm. of how I select people to be in my circle, Mm -hmm. of how I react, how I um, respond to situations, and no matter what you've done in the past you can always change that moving forward Mm -hmm. and the beautiful thing about you is that that's you know like don't lose that in you because that's Mm -hmm. that's how you attract the right people in your life you know like i i love you for that but um, but at the same time this value will only be appreciated by the right people yeah Mm -hmm. you know so so I'm saying this to you is because I don't want, I don't want you to lose that, you know, mm-hmm. because it's beautiful, mm-hmm. and we need more people like that. Mm-hmm. But what I want you to start paying attention to mm-hmm. is listening to your own body, how you feel, your own energy, how you feel when you are surrounded by certain people. You know, both friendship and romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Do you feel safe? Mm-hmm. That's the most important. Thing. Do you feel safe? And do you feel equal? Yeah. You know, and and when I say equal here, it's not about putting the equal effort mm-hmm. in the relationship because sometimes you need to put more, sometimes you put less, depending on the day. Sometimes you know. I know that I have a lot of energy, for example, mm-hmm. so I usually don't expect someone to. Meet my energy at the level that I am, and that's something I've learned the hard way. Mm-hmm. Um, for me to just understand that you know it, it's unfair to expect the same from mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. uh, on any given day, mm-hmm. but how it works is that you need to feel equal mm-hmm. to the other person, mm-hmm. you know. So we are friends, mm-hmm. right? Because we feel equal. I don't feel like you're less than me, mm-hmm. you know, despite mm-hmm. your being much younger mm-hmm. than me, like I yeah. never think that me yeah. is less than <laughs> me, mm-hmm. so that allow us to have that, like, very healthy relationship and we can talk about anything, mm-hmm. and I can trust you wholeheartedly and you can trust me wholeheartedly because mm-hmm. of that, because
2: mm-hmm.
0: you don't have to set boundary mm-hmm. with the people that uh, you know will always uh, value you the same as you value them. Mm-hmm. Um, and boundary setting usually is a question for us when we feel like there's that inequality. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's totally subjective by the way. Um, and since you mentioned romantic relationships, right? Like, very interesting to me when she shared is that you also had the difficulty setting the physical boundary, and um, and I think that some of you you need to understand why why you have that you know um, challenge setting the physical boundary because I understand um, you know when it comes to. Helping others, mm-hmm. I know why it could be hard for people who are accustomed to be the mm-hmm. But w- I, w- I, would like to know more mm-hmm. about why you think that you have a hard time setting physical boundaries with um, mm. a romantic partner, for example.
1: Yeah, that, that's a good question. Um, I think, to be fair, um, what I define as Setting boundaries with when it comes to physical, I think so far um, I still manage to say no, but it often comes with a lot of guilt, mm. um, or I struggle to, to, to come to that no. Like, it just um, I think it's because, um, firstly, again, I was always not confident in my community and in my parents, um, and then I think. Um, uh, I had a past dating experience where the person kind of um, dismissed that um, physical boundaries as mm-hmm. not being liberal enough, or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third thing is, I don't date a lot of people. I, I didn't have I didn't date a lot of people in mm-hmm. my I mean in my life so far. Um, so I always feel like my insufficient dating experience needs to be made up. Or need to be compensated for by something else, mm-hmm. and and that's why I always feel I apologize a lot in relationship. So, it's, is it because of the scarcity mindset? I think of the scarcity mindset. I just uh, you just feel like you know you will never fight someone. But the truth is, you will. I think it gets better with experience. Actually, based on my, I think that's a the positive part. And. I talked to my friend about this the other day, that we don't want to, because she experienced, uh, she also went through a breakup, and mm. we're talking about it, we're like, okay, we don't want to lose jobs and hope in future relationship, and we want to, you know, do better, compared to our previous relationship, it's always about to like, do better and make progress. But because again, we are so self-aware, and we always think about making progress and making ourselves do better that sometimes we overlook the red flags um Mm. whether or like we we say yes when or we accept certain things that actually our gut feelings tell us to say no to Mm. um and when it comes to trust and instincts you know with both friendship and relationships yeah a lot of the time I feel like my gut instinct is screaming something but I'm too scared to listen to it even though like Yeah. yeah so I think that is something that I'm still working with but um a lot of the time, the takeaway for me it just trust your gut instinct. Like I think the conclusion from yeah. a lot of the mishaps that I experienced is yeah. had I listened to my gut instinct, it would have just been... You know, this thing would have yeah. been avoided. So... Um, but let, let go
0: further, uh, than just gut instinct, uh, okay. right? Because uh, okay. instinct to me is a signal. Mm-hmm. But I think what's even more important is how you communicate your value Mm. Um, and going back to the reason why Mm -hmm. we need to set boundaries because for me just using myself as an example I always remind myself that I want to be happy Mm -hmm. Um, and in order for me to be happy Mm -hmm. I know that um, I cannot feel that I'm not enough, you know, no. so I'm working backwards mm. from the end goal mm-hmm. of having a happy life mm-hmm. and going back to like, okay, what action I need to take. Mm-hmm. So by understanding that um, my goal is just to have a happy life mm-hmm. um, and not Thinking about what's in front of I me and just start from the goal and mm-hmm. work backwards uh, to think. Okay, so if I do want to be happy, mm-hmm. then what are the things that I can tolerate and what are the things that I can't? Mm-hmm. Because even though you already know that, mm-hmm. it's not convincing enough for you to even take yes. the action. Yeah. If you don't start from the end, mm-hmm. you
1: know what I mean. You know what
0: I mean. So like that's that's kind of like how I'm. I've learned a hard way mm-hmm. to understand how to set boundaries mm-hmm. is actually not to remember how, but mm-hmm. to remember why. Mm-hmm. And when you understand the why, mm-hmm. and you walk backwards mm-hmm. to understand the how, mm-hmm. which is, um, you know, how am I going to fulfill my life? Mm-hmm. Um, And that is when you are able to um, understand the course of action you need to take. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And you can list out the things that you are okay to let it pass. Mm -hmm. Now, this is what are the deal breakers for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And working backwards from why is always more powerful Mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. and at the same time, you know, one of the kind of like a must-have in a happy life for me is a healthy relationship. Right. You know, so when I remind myself mm-hmm. that in order for me to have a happy life, I like the relationship in my life, have to be healthy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It allows me to feel very like there's a sense of lightness in me when I let things go mm-hmm. and, and let people go mm-hmm. who are not meant to be in my life mm-hmm. um, because if I start from like, okay this this is someone who is not um, good for my mental health mm-hmm. and I need to set boundaries with this person mm-hmm. usually it's very hard for me to do mm-hmm. When I, when, when that's my thought process. Uh-huh. But if my thought process comes from me not wanting to have any unhealthy relationship in my life, mm-hmm. and this is how I'm going to do it, and these are the people who maybe at this time is not not very good for me. Mm-hmm. Not saying that they are bad people, by the way. Like, right. I never think that someone is bad. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they are just not good for you at this time in yeah. your life. Mm-hmm. That you just need to let go. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, remind yourself that when you are, when you feel secure about yourself, mm-hmm. you communicate your value, and that person may look at you differently and value you at the level that you would like them to value you. Mm-hmm. So that's again. Mm-hmm. And even if they don't. That's also again because now you move on,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and 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 it allows you to have that abundance mindset mm. because you're not stuck in just one person, mm-hmm. um, and the abundance mindset has to start from knowing that you always have yourself,
2: mm.
0: and and it has to start from making yourself feel whole. Mm the reason why a lot of people have the scarcity mindset, and I was one of them, um, is because you don't f- feel whole yet,
2: mm.
0: you know. So you always feel like someone has to complete you, and that's why you're afraid of losing that person. Mm. And that's why it's hard for you to set the boundaries. That's mm. how it works in your right, mind. Right. Um, and that's why not setting boundaries is how you feel like you're valued and appreciated and loved, because we all want to be loved. Yeah. But that's not how you're gonna fulfill the love for yourself Mm. because you are always dependent on other people to give you that love Mm -hmm. and that's why it's very hard for you to set the boundary if you if that's still like the pattern that you're following so you need to break the pattern yeah and you have to flip the perspective yeah you start from why and work backwards i
1: know what you mean and i think since you. uh, I think you mentioned something that made me realize that it can be a cycle. So about the scarcity mindset and not setting boundaries. When you so you don't set boundaries because you want, like you said, you want to be seen, you want to be loved, you want to be accepted. But then because you don't set boundaries, the person starts taking you for granted, or they don't value you equally for who you are. And then you realize that, and then there's aggression, and then you you kind of go apart. Now this person left your life. You are now again left with this fear, this trust issues, and this fear of abandonment. And because of that, you have to continue to have this scarcity mindset. Then when the next person comes, yep. you continue to not set boundaries because, oh my god, yeah. I was left by someone, I was not taken for granted, so now I need to work harder. So then you yeah. again,
0: it's like a cycle. And by the way, when you don't learn the lesson, the same lesson will keep happening. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you need to break your own pattern. Yeah. And I think talking to other people helps, mm-hmm. you know, because I spent so much time talking inside my own head in the past, Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of like a double-edged sword for me because that's how I gain a lot of the lesson learned for myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it took me a very long time to get there, Mm -hmm. and it was very lonely. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And sometimes it's just very helpful to talk to someone, like the conversation we have today, Mm -hmm. to get it out of your head, but also gain a new perspective to help you break the pattern that you have, because. Even if you're aware of that, we're just not objective enough, yeah. you know, to really see it from a fresh perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this has nothing to do with how wise you are or how intelligent you are mm-hmm. because you can always go into that trap again. I don't know. Um, so let's talk about how we can actually set the boundaries, right? Because we already talked about the why, yeah. the what. Okay. But um, there are two ways. But before we get there, I think that the most important thing is that you have to have the courage to be disliked. Yeah. You have to have the courage to communicate. Mm-hmm. And communication is so important. Like I can't stress enough how important communication is because sometimes you think this person doesn't value you. But sometimes they, they just don't know that they have that effect on you. Right. So that is one thing that you can already solve if you're able to communicate and just by saying that you know you don't have to burn bridge or anything, but you can just say um, this is what I think, Mm -hmm. Um, and um, I would like to know what you think, Uh Um, and come from a place of love, Uh you know, come from a place of not the resentment that you build up, but from a place of empathy, Uh and. And put yourself in their shoes mm-hmm. as well when you communicate. Mm-hmm. So it has to start from communication. Mm-hmm. But then what? Mm-hmm. Then if you do need to set the boundary, there are two ways that I know that has been very effective for me, if I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, three ways. Mm-hmm. Three ways. One is to always establish the principles. Mm-hmm. This is probably like the most effective for me and I only learned how to do it recently because I can get really overwhelmed with um, so many people reaching out and asking me for my time. uh, Which I always love, Mm -hmm. by the way. I love this. I I love knowing that I'm able to help someone and I love helping people. But when I feel like I'm spreading myself too thin Mm -hmm. and I don't have the time for myself anymore, and sometimes, you know, I think what a lot of people don't know is listening is hard work. Yes. You know, um, as much as I enjoy a conversation, it can be draining for me afterwards, because I take a lot of my energy into listening. Yeah. Um, so, uh, at the same time, I need to be able to have the time to recharge myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I didn't know how to say no to people mm-hmm. when they reach out to me for help, and it used to be easy for me to have like one-to-one conversation with with, um, with others before. But it's getting becoming more and more like easier for me, but I'm not able to to offer the same um, one-to-one conversation with just anyone. Mm-hmm. Like now, I have to learn how to be more selective. Mm. Um, and what I've learned for myself is that I, when I established this my principle, mm-hmm. that uh, you know, we, we know that relationships are not transactionals, right? Um, and that's why, in order for uh, me to know that when I help someone, I also feel good about it, mm-hmm. rather than draining myself is to let them understand when I'm able to help mm-hmm. and let them understand uh, that I have other priorities in my life as well so that we can meet uh, um, the same level in terms of sharing the same kind of appreciation for each other's time yeah you know what I mean because my tendency is that I can talk to you right now yeah. if you need me. Yeah, and I have to learn a hard way to like start establishing my principles that I also have other priorities, mm-hmm. and I need to understand what the other priorities are before I just throw myself into just like you know being everything for everyone. Yeah, so that's number one, um, and also allowing. Them to meet you where you are, you know. I, I I don't think that is a bad thing. Actually, from the other person's perspective, maybe they they would also appreciate that to be able to to meet you where yeah. you are uh-huh. um, and to help you as well. Yeah. Um, so principle is one, and then the second one that I want to talk to you about is um, physical space. Mm. So sometimes taking a trip away a solo trip away is yeah. a good way to to tap into your solitude and clear out yeah. the noises and get away from people uh, to recharge yourself when you feel full you can come back with it. yeah um i do it all the time <laughs> yeah um i i love solo traveling uh, not because i don't like people <laughs> yeah but because i know that um sometimes i just need to um to get away Mm -hmm. and to tap into myself again Mm -hmm. and by establishing that physical space and boundary um, it allows you to especially for people like us who have a hard time to say no you can't even say no when you're not present I mean you can't even say yes when you're not present you know what I mean yeah so actively creating that physical space for yourself whether by uh, going on a trip, or just you know being occupied mm-hmm. with other things happening in your life, mm. and communicate that going back to number one principle, communicate that priorities that to others so that they understand and meet you where you are. Yeah. So that's number two, mm-hmm. the physical space, mm-hmm. and number three is the mental space. Mm-hmm. And when I say mental space, it is very relevant to the society we are living right now Mm -hmm. um, when you know social media let's talk about social media because um i believe that when it's hard for us to say no or to um to draw the boundary it's better to be kind of similar to number two is like outside our mind and sometimes you need to you can unfollow people yeah. uh, on social media or mute them temporarily um, to protect that mental space for yourself. Yeah. You know, so that's that's why I'm saying that it's not just physical but also mental. Yeah. Um, or you can, or if you have a hard time doing that, then maybe deactivate your social media so that you don't get bombarded with the fact that you're. Constantly thinking about someone or, or seeing someone, yeah, uh, or getting FOMO, yeah, um, and occupy your mind with other things with the things that you know it could be a project that you love working on, it could be um, other activities, or you know, um, like the healthier thoughts, you yeah. know, creating that space for healthy thoughts yeah, in your mind um, so that. It detox, yeah the negative thoughts yeah. um, and your space that you are protecting and keeping mm-hmm. for other people right. who are not healthy for mm-hmm. you yeah, uh, in your mind. Yeah. So, those are like the three things that I know that has been helping me a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think traveling definitely a huge thing for me. Um, not depending on when I can afford it, um, I hopefully achieving that financial freedom soon but now that i kind of um, start working i can start taking more solo trips and i i guess i do take a while to reply text Um, but i think i just tell that to my friends and my student partners i think that's important because i'm not someone who can yeah like constantly texting i just can't do it it's a lot of work and sometimes um, when my friends like want to call or whatever, if I don't have the mental capacity to. And I mean, you know, I, I can say that immediately. I also have the option of not flying or taking the call and saying I'm busy with something. A lot of the time, communication is good, but a lot of the time you don't have to explain yourself like excessively, I think. Yeah. People, I, I think it's uh, we're at an age and stage of life where people need to understand that everyone has their priorities. and. And, you know, I think if you are respectful enough to tell them that you are occupied with something you don't have the capacity but you're willing to get back to them at a later time and listen to their story, I think that's great. I think then yeah. you know, that is enough. You don't have to, you don't have to tell, or I think because I tend to over-explain, I'm going through this, even though I kind of don't want to tell them, but I feel bad because I don't listen no, to them. No, like but that Go back to what is effective
0: communication, right? right. Uh, by the way, before we say that, I just need to say something about Making enough of money to go on a trip, uh-huh. you don't have to have a lot of money to go on a trip. You can just take a walk out. That mm. is already physical space. Yeah. You know, like that's what I meant by by creating that physical space for yourself. Yeah. Is sometimes you just take a walk and put yeah. your headphone in and listen yeah. to your favorite music uh-huh. and um, not checking your phone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. It you, you don't need a lot of money. Yeah. to have that. Yeah. So that's important. I agree. You know? um, but again, going back to communication, I agree. There's no need for you to over-explain yourself and TMI is never a good thing. Yeah. Um, it's just good for you to know who are the people that are important mm-hmm. in your life that you need them to know that you do care but right now you don't yeah. have the okay. time. Yet. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes at the same time, because the thing is, you got hurt from this, right? Yes. And guess what? Other people may also interpret I this uh-huh. the same way. Uh-huh. So, it's true that mm-hmm. there's no need for you to over explain yourself. Yeah. But you need to understand who are the people uh-huh. that you want them to know. Yeah. That you do care, but right now you don't have the capacity yet. And yeah. maybe that's all that you need to say. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that you know anyone would expect, or maybe most of us probably don't expect a text within like 24 hours, it's not urgent, I yeah. think. But um, for example, for, for me, I, I would always make sure that um, for the people I do care about, they know that the reason why I couldn't reply right away is because I'm just, like I was occupied like, with I do, I did want to reply but maybe I forgot. Yeah. You know, so that way at least I can be sensitive with other people feeling.
2: Because
0: I know that if I'm on that end, yeah, I could be triggered yeah. to think maybe something was wrong with me. Yeah. That's why they're me. So by the way, this is just how I would handle it, not yeah. saying that you have to, uh-huh. But because I came from a place of knowing that I could Feel hurt, mm-hmm. yeah, because of that. That allows me to, at least I want to go the extra mile to yeah. be more sensitive, yes, sensitive with others. Yeah, um, but I agree with you, um, yeah. that you. but at the same time, that's why it's important for you to know that who um, are the ones, yeah, most important in your life.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think um, most of the time, I agree with you. Yeah. Because I know that I was hurt from that. Um, yeah. I have close friends that I know. I mean, I would just. I mean, and they know me because I think I always communicate that I'm not a big texter. Uh, and then I think, yeah, if it's not urgent, if, it, if they are trying to tell me something or need my advice or anything, and I can't reply mm-hmm. immediately, I always try to like get back to them within 24 hours, whether for, like, I mean, giving them advice or telling them that I don't have the capacity, but then like at least having some kind of response. And it's okay to give a response of like not right now so um,
0: this I can totally relate to you and hopefully my suggestion could yeah. be helpful is I'm also not a big texter mm-hmm. um, and you probably also know this as well. because yes. we, we barely text, guys. Yeah. The the crazy thing about the closest friends to me is that we actually don't text all the time. Yeah. Um. And if anything, we just send memes or like just yeah. talk about funny stuff. Yeah. Um, but this also going back to the number one that I told you earlier is to establish the principle. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that people know very clearly about me, or at least the people who know me enough, is that. I'm not very into small talks. Yeah. You know? So for example, every time when we meet up, we always have very long, deep conversation and I'm fully present with you yeah. and I spend all my energy, my time, and my attention on you. Mm-hmm. You know that. Yeah. Which is why it's very easy for me to not feel obligated to always have to reply to someone immediately when they Um, when they just send me very long texts, you know, talking about uh, what they are going through. Because guess what? I'm just going to tell them, do you want to get on a call? Yeah. Because I I don't have the time to reply to everyone's texts, you know? And also texting removes a lot of the context that are important in the conversation. So for me, it's either let's get on a call and then I'm here for you. Or do um, you need me right now? Yeah. because you know I can also meet you in person like when you get a ch- chance to catch up in person and I'm there for you fully. Mm-hmm. I'm present and we can uh, find a date where we can meet up. Yeah. you know um, Because everyone who knows me knows that about me. Mm-hmm. that even if we don't talk on a regular basis, but when I'm with someone, I'm fully present yeah. And that allows you to not feel obligated to always be um, to always text back all the time on, you know, mini conversations. Yeah. It's also not like impactful yeah. for that person either, you yeah. know. Yeah. And it's draining your energy. Yeah, exactly. And when, when your energy is drained, you're not gonna be helpful. Exactly. And it's not gonna be helpful for any of you because on the one hand your friends feel like you don't give them enough attention yeah. and on the other hand you feel like I don't have energy for you yeah. and you build that resentment yeah. right? so I know that we are <laughs> crossing that almost an hour of recording mm-hmm. um, but this is such a great conversation for yeah. us to have actually and, and I'm glad that um, you, you shared openly with me. I really hope that you you realize how beautiful and how vibrant you are. You know, like you you are so like when I think of you, I think of um, let me try to think like always getting the, lost in New York. No, no, no.
2: The,
0: um, the cotton candy, the colorful cotton candy. Like that's that's the image that shows up in my mind when I think of you, like you're so vibrant and you're like. Full of life, mm-hmm.
2: thank
0: you. you, know, and I think it shines through uh, not just your energy but also your physical appearance. You should embrace that, mm-hmm. you know, and the people who are mentoring your life they all appreciate that about you, thank you. you know, like you're already enough. Mm. <laughs> okay,
1: <Right>? yeah, <laughs> great, <laughs> thank you. It's uh, a lot, yeah, of course. Um, I hope it is helpful. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I'm kind
0: of shy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's and blushing I'm right now. Sensitive. <laughs> she's always blushing and feel shy whenever I compliment <laughs> her. <laughs> um, which is a so quality that I love about you. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for joining us for lunch. You barely ate anything. Yeah. Oh so no, I ate half. So the rest is yours, so that she can finish it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, thank you guys for being here with us, and uh, we hope that this is helpful. Uh, uh, Sorry, uh, <laughs> Oh no, this is hard getting is getting emotional. Oh, let me give you a hug. Oh, my baby sister. Um, I'm always here for you. Thank you. I'm always here oh, for you. I'm just easily touched. I'm I always easily here for you. Yeah. Thank um. You. We will talk to you guys again soon and um, yeah, subscribe to Blooming Prices so that you don't miss out the new episode.
2: Uh. Hey, you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye guys!
0: Bye. <laughs>